Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now, you're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Yeah, I mean, this is a game I always dreamt of playing. Um, wanted to play it since I was little. And, yeah, just to be able to be on a platform now with the great franchise and uh, to earn the job, it's an unbelievable feeling. You never want to take those for granted. Um, you know, I'm one of 32 guys that consider a starting quarterback in the NFL. So uh, it's, it's a special honor um, living out a dream, but now's not the time to be satisfied. They finally made it official. I don't know why it took as long as it did. But it did. And now it's over. Just like that, too. It was so bizarre how it happened. We're going to show you the clip of how it happened. It wasn't any real proclamation. It wasn't any announcement. It just kind of came out of head coach Todd Bowles' mouth at the time (laughs) when we all thought they were going to wait and wait, at least wait until after the third preseason game because that's what the Seahawks did last year. And Dave Canales, the new offensive coordinator in Tampa, was there. When that happened, right. and it worked, Geno Smith ended up being pretty good last year. So there was a sense they were just trying to simulate that same thing, and then that all ended. Before we get to that, though, we got to waste some of your time talking about things other than football with no agenda, no plan. People think this is shtick. We have no earthly idea what we're going to talk about for the first turn minutes of the program, or ten minutes, as the case may be. <laughs> the show is PFT Live, by the way. We just get right to it, too. We no longer identify the show. We no longer say hello to anybody. I'm sorry. If you're here, you know by now. You understand what the show is. You're walking back into the living room of your house. A sign doesn't come on when you get to your house saying, welcome back to your house. You know it's your house. (laughs) So I've decided in recent weeks to dispense with the formalities. Welcome home. Now shut up and enjoy the show. Oh, thank you. That's very nice. Hey, yeah, yeah. you sound like a parent there. Not everybody wants to deal with that early in the morning. <laughs> I don't want to hear mom and dad yelling at me right away. Uh, how you doing today? You good? Everything? Uh, I almost had a disaster this morning, right? That was one little issue. Oh, right? well, well, now I'm intrigued at first and then I'm concerned because I reflect on our past conversations like don't give people the finger when you're driving to work because they have guns and they will use them. Right, right. I, please, please. I mean, this it wasn't that kind of disaster. Tell me about the disaster. It was not that oh. kind of disaster. It was a disaster. Poop related? Was it poop pers- related? Well, no, no, it wasn't that either. But like, you know, swamp me, ass? right? Nope, not swamp ass related either. I don't have to deal with that anymore. Uh, but but like. You know me, hotels, kind of a diva about. I'm, 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 I'm out there on that. The other one is my, my wife. Co- kick you out. You stand at, you stand at the motel six. <laughs> no, not, not. She might after this morning because. So the coffee machine, <laughs> the coffee machine's my other thing that I'm a diva about. And it this morning we had this Mealy, M I E L E Mealy, I believe is how you say it. Uh oh. And hey, there goes the sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, Here it is. Get ready. Get ready. <laughs> 
direct any defamation lawsuits regarding the functionality of the product to Christopher David Sims. It's a Please great, it, it's a great machine. It is a great We're machine. About this. But it always needs to be cleaned. It always needs to be take this out and do scaled. that. Scaled, right? Scale. Oh, just scale. Scale it all the time, right? And it gives you a countdown clock. You got this many uses to it. So this morning, though, for whatever reason, I turn it on, and I always go about the same process. I turn, I kind of walk through the house. I fix air conditionings, you know, turn some lights on. I go check up on my kids. Uh, yep, go ahead. I make sure my kid's phone is no. off and, and what he's doing, right? So that's my normal yeah. routine. Go ahead. What do you want to jump in with? <laughs> no, I just I don't I don't want to forget this. I don't want to let this moment pass before we get to whatever disaster happened to you coffee related. What is it that you do with the air conditionings in the morning? I'm very curious about. Well, this. because I, we have it on cold for the night, right? At nighttime in my bedroom, we put it at like 66 and the rest of the house. It's probably on 67 or 68. So 66. What the hell? Yeah, that you're, too- the, you're Captain Planet, and you got it running on 66 it's in a, the summertime? I you hear you. Me? It's not. It's not my favorite. It's not. It's, that's one where, you know, happy <laughs> wife, happy life. She likes it cold, so I, I, I do that. But then, like, yes, the, the, uh, the rest of the house is probably at 69, right? And, and, but I go around when I wake up and put everything at, like, 72 or 73, for the day. And, and then so everybody's not cold when they wake up, right? Because sometimes, you know, you, you come out and you're like, oh, you're just waking up and everybody's a little cold. So I go out and do that process. Well, today I do that and I come back down and I always turn the coffee machine on when I go up there and I come back down and it's not working. And it's like, it's like saying empty dip tray. And I'm like, the dip tray's been emptied. And, I, and you know me, Mike, I start to get frustrated and I'm jamming this thing in there and I'm putting my hand in there. And now I'm at the point where it's like, I don't know what else to do. I finagled with a few things. So let me just shake it real hard and see if that works. And let me unplug it. And I had to go wake up the wife. I, I had to wake her up. And I was like, I can't get the coffee machine to work. And I'm panicking and I'm running out of time. And she came out. I'm she sure. wiggled a few things and saved the day, as she always does. See, I was about to say the Fonzie approach only works on TV where you just, like, hit the jukebox or hit the pinball machine <laughs> right. and everything is <laughs> right. fine. Right. There's usually something more complicated, <laughs> but apparently your wife wiggled something and and off it went. Off it and went. I suspect, yeah. I, I suspect when you aroused her from her slumber, you did it in a very calm way with a soothing voice that was not alarming to her at all. You didn't barge in and start yelling, the bleepity bleep bleep coffee machine isn't working. I'm sure you were very, very restrained. Well, these I've are... seen how you deal with technological issues. You're very calm and serene. In yeah, thank moments. you. Thank you. Well, you th- these are other things. As I, old, I get older and mature, I'm learning. Right. Uh, the old Chris would have busted in there and be like, hey, help me. This is wrong. <laughs> and that would have caused a long day of my wife being pissed at me and, you know, throwing shots. So now I walk. How unreasonable. I, How unreasonable I know, of her to be upset that you kicked in the door like the stormtroopers uh, and but, woke her up. But now I walk through the house, you know, yelling at the machine. I go, and then as soon as I get in the bedroom, I'm like, um, um, Danielle. Danielle, uh, can you can you help me? Can you help me? Because I know, like, I got to be gentle here. Yeah, this is gentle. And yeah. my wife is obsessed with sleep. My wife is like, she wears an aura ring to sleep every night. She's in the Hall of Fame for sleep. And if you disrupt her and her night, and when she looks on the phone the next day, and it's not a perfect night of sleep, and she connects it with, wait, that's because you woke me up. Oh, damn. Are you going to hear about it all day? So I might have to hear about it all day either way here and just deal with it. Hey, at, <laughs> at a certain point, you just drive through McDonald's, right? <laughs> yeah, that's At a right. certain point, you just abort. I mean, <laughs> I know. Yeah, now, I, now I understand why it was a disaster. It's not a disaster per se. It's that you have you – have, It's the potential uh, of what happens. <laughs> unleash the Kraken against yourself. Exactly. That's what you've done. Exactly And you knew right. damn well you were doing it. I did. Even as you tiptoed in. Coffee was that desperate to where I was like, I got I to gotta roll the dice here on this one. I need my coffee early in the morning. And it's – you know, that's another funny thing in my life. I don't know where I got like that. 33, 34 years old, I became obsessed with coffee. The good news is – if that qualifies as a disaster, 
That's a good day. You know, You're life right. is pretty good. You're right. <laughs> life You're is right. pretty good. If that's a disaster, life's pretty good. But I want to go back to the air conditioning thing. Even 72, 73 as the daytime temperature, and I hope my wife doesn't watch the show today. She doesn't watch very often. I'm hoping mine like, doesn't either. She only, <laughs> she only watches when I'm out of town. Like, I don't know, maybe she doesn't want to admit to me that she misses me. So right. instead of hearing me around the house, she can put the show on and it simulates the noise that I make as I live and work in the same space. But I live and work in the same space. My office is one of the bedrooms in the house, and I have multiple vents from the air conditioning unit. I'm actually right above where both the air conditioner and the heater are on that side of the house. So when it's on, it's extra whatever, extra hot or cold gotcha. right. where I am all the time. Right. So there's this constant battle that is usually cold war pun intended where i'll go out to the thermostat that's just down the hall from my office and i'll see that somebody put it on 73 and i'm freezing my ass off in my office because the vents are blowing the cold air right up into my room and my door is closed so i can work because the dog will come in and jill's on the phone and life is going on in the house while i'm trying to work so I'll and I hear it go off and it's like, OK, I I can thaw out now. My fingers will operate again so I can, you know, copy paste snarky comment. And then invariably, inevitably, somebody goes back to the thing and puts it back on 73. And here's the other thing, too. And I, I, I think I think my wife has finally figured this out. If it's on 75. Right. And you decide you're really hot. I'm really hot. It's hot. I've been doing some things. I'm hot. You don't have to turn it down to 69 to get cold. Right. That All you have to do to activate it yeah, is turn one it one degree down. below what it right, currently right. is. It doesn't work and harder and on. go, oh, it's five degrees. It, we got to work yeah. harder. Because <laughs> what it does is it keeps going until the temperature is down to 69. It right. doesn't work any faster. Right. It just works longer, and it keeps getting colder and colder and colder. I think we've reached an understanding that that's how the air conditioning works. It's not like turning a fan up on higher right. the lower you put the number. But but it is a constant source of stress. And I recently was informed that that Dear Abby says in a situation like that, the person who is cold should put on a long sleeve shirt. To which I said. Dear Abby can kiss my ass. That was my official response. <laughs> oh, thank you. When my wife played the Dear Abby card. Oh, very. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that's that's between you and her. I don't know what else to say there. Uh, the air condition. I can remember it always being an issue growing up. My mom and dad dealing with it. I don't have that. But like sixty nine. What are you putting on at bed? Because you're getting on me for like sixty six, sixty seven degrees at night. What do what do you put it on bedtime? Where where are you at? Seventy four. 7475. Wow. 7475. That's, that's amazing. Now during the day, like most of the times I said 73, I will turn it off. I'll turn all the air conditionings off, right? If it's a crazy hot day, maybe not let it go that much, but uh but but I try to be somewhat captain planet and not have it running all day long or do the best I can to manage it. I just carry around with me, no matter how much money I might earn over the course of my life, I carry around a very strong degree of cheapness that was baked into me by my mother because I grew up without much. She had to work to make every penny that we had go as far as it could. Right. So when we finally got Central Air, and that was a momentous occasion, we had nothing. We didn't even have a window unit. We went from having one of those fans that you put in a window in one room and you open all the doors and you open the windows. And so maybe you can create this draft effect when it was, you know, 85 degrees at 10 o'clock at night and you're trying to fall asleep and you're sweating and you put your head at the end of the bed because maybe you'll catch that gust of wind that comes in as this this exhaust fan tries to circulate air in the house. That was it. We had nothing. Right. And then all of a sudden they decide, I don't know, maybe my dad had a good day at the track or something. They get central air. And that was just, it was like, it was like a new world. But even then, even then in the wintertime, the thermostats in the house were on 68 for heat. And in the summertime, 
the thermostat was on 78 for cool. Okay. That was it. Okay. No higher in the winter, right. no lower in the summer, because you still got an electricity bill every month. You still got a gas bill every month. So even though we had the modern technologies, we were very careful about how we utilize them, and that still carries around with me. And I feel like 74, 75 is too cold. So that's why I was up, I fell out of my chair at 66. That's wintertime temperature where I grew up, not summertime. I got to adjust it. I got to adjust. You're going to make me adjust my game. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to try to get I'm the so, whole no, family no, around that. No, yeah. I, I'm going to blame me, it on I'm you. Apologize I'll tell advance. my wife where you live. Me, all right. She'll send all her hate mail. You'll have to do, you think Dear Abby is tough. Wait till you hear about Dear Danielle from the Sicilian <laughs> family in North family Jersey. Right. You better don't watch send, out. Don't send any of the family members <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah. I, sh- I hope I get some it. dispensation. <laughs> because I'm like them. Okay, I'm we'll Italian see. too. We'll see. I don't know. Right. I gotta see. I we'll we'll figure that out. All right, <laughs> let's talk some okay. ball. Well, I'm glad you had that mishap. I'm glad you had that mishap. It allowed us to burn the first fourth of the first hour of the show. When, as we sat down, as I sat down, some 15 minutes before the show began, we had no idea what we were going to talk about. No idea. And there's 15 minutes just gone like that, proving that we could find a way to talk about anything. I mean, there, it really is. And it's not it's not braggardly on my part, if that's even a word. I couldn't talk about just anything. Maybe I maybe I could find a way to get through it. But when we get together, we can bullshit about anything. With the best of them. We don't even talk about football. We can go for two <laughs> hours talking about whatever happens to come up. And it doesn't suck. And it's completely unplanned. Well, I don't anyway, know about that part. I, I don't, it saying. might suck. I don't know. But, but either way, we do it. Yeah. We, we enjoy Sometimes. it. That, yeah, we enjoy it. <laughs> That's the thing. There's a chance nobody else likes it. And it's just us having fun. But I look at the clock and I see it's 7.15. By the way, one thing that I had fun with yesterday, and I see that this was planned for our opening segment about nothing at all, Aiden O'Connell is leaning <laughs> so in heavily. Good. So good. To his... Just graduated Catholic school and wasn't allowed to shave, so I'm going to grow hair on my lip. I may look like Farva, but I play like Favre. That must have... Aiden, Aiden, buddy, you look like you're 12. And maybe that's his way to look older. I don't know. Get a tattoo or something. Get rid of that of that nasty, ratty mustache. <laughs> Although it's starting to grow on me. I'll admit it's starting to grow on me. Maybe he thinks he's got like the, you know, that baby face when he doesn't have the mustache or the hair on there. So this is what he's trying to pull off there. But I do like he's leaning into it, right? I, I wouldn't be surprised if, yeah, the whole the whole team's leaning into it a little bit. That looks like it could have been made back in the the back equipment room there. Uh, but, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's, that's what? Is that... That water boy, Farva? Oh, that's that's who they're talking about. It's, it's the super troopers. Super troopers. I did not. Yeah. I did not put that together. I'm, that was a blonde moment right there for me. I was like, wait. I just thought they were making fun of the phrase like Brett Farva from something about Mary. I did not put that together, and now it's even funnier. So, <laughs> good job to explaining that to me. Thank you. He really would, if he shaved, look like Jerry O'Connell from Stand By Me. The young Jerry O'Connell. Not the Jerry O'Connell who actually played a quarterback in Jerry Maguire, but Jerry O'Connell when he was kind of pudgy and you guys want to go see a dead body in Stand By Me. Classic, classic movie. Is he the one that said that line, you guys want to go see a dead body? I think it was him. I I don't know. And not Corey Feldman. I feel like it was. I think he's the one who said, hey, you guys want to go see a dead body. Maybe you're right. It's been a a minute since I've seen that, but it never gets old when I see it. And it's one of those where, you know, like the the kids love it too. It's, it's, It's last the test of time. Great story. River Phoenix, everybody. It's awesome. Yes. Um, and it's floating around somewhere. It's got to be available. That's the whole thing with streaming. Like at any given moment, any movie you'd want to see is available somewhere. But what you find out is like if you really want to watch it, my luck is if I really want to watch it, it's not available on any of the streaming services that I currently pay 9 to $15 a month for except Peacock, five ninety nine a month, cheapest of all of them. You got to pay for it to watch it. You got to rent it. You got to buy it. You got to do something with it. It's not available. Like on all these streaming services, the one movie that's in my head, like I guarantee you, I'll go try to watch Stand By Me later today. 
and I'll have to pay to watch it if I want to watch it. I have to wait for it to pop up on one of the streaming services anyway. First world problems. Coffee, streaming services, air conditioning. <laughs> Bougie here right here. Bougie really duo here. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, another guy whose mustache isn't much better than Aiden O'Connell's, if we're being candid, is Baker Mayfield. He is the starting quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They play the Vikings in week one coming up on September 10. Here's Todd Bowles talking about the decision to make the first overall pick in the 2018 draft, his QB1, at least for now, in 2023. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. There's a lot that goes into it. I can't sit up here and give you every detail. You know, we go through many camp, training camp and OTAs, and we love everything Kyle has done. And he's gotten leaps and bounds better than he has in the spring, and he's continuing to get better, and we're excited about him. Uh, Baker's our guy right now, uh, experience-wise and understanding the playbook just a little bit better. But Kyle's on the come, but we like both guys. We like where we're at. Baker's one, Kyle's two. All around, I mean, he can throw it. He's very smart. He understands football very well. He can read defenses. He's very good for the scheme we're using, as is Kyle. I'm not denying that either, but Baker's the guy we're going with right now, and we're comfortable with that. This is just two days after Todd Bowles was asked about a timetable for naming right. a starter. Yeah, that's odd. And Bowles said, we have no we have no timetable. Right. Well, how about how about starter for week three preseason? Well, we'll meet as a staff and we'll let you know. So it created an expectation that there would be a multi-step process here. First, we find out who's starting the final preseason game. And second, presumably in the aftermath of that game, we find out who the starting quarterback is for week one. That's what made it odd. What made it even more unusual there wasn't an announcement. There wasn't an opening statement of the press conference. Hey, I've got some news. I know you've been asking me about this question, and I want to let you know we did meet as a staff. And instead of simply deciding on who the starter will be for the preseason finale against the Ravens, we're just going to go ahead and name a starting quarterback. Is that okay with you? Because that's what I'm going to do. It didn't happen like that. He just asked a normal question about whatever they're thinking, whatever they're doing, whatever the process is, and he blurts out Baker's the starter. It just was odd. And look – I I don't know how much of this was yeah not every coach is a great communicator with the media what matters is how you communicate with your team now there's a certain element of the job where you have to be good with the media you have to get your message across in a certain way there are certain things you need to get across and I don't know if it was intentional or not but I heard right now twice from Todd Bowles in reference to Baker Mayfield right now he's yeah. our guy right now yeah and it, it, it makes me wonder, and, you know, it didn't happen this way for the Seahawks last year because Geno Smith played well, but what I've always said is the winner of a quarterback competition wins, among other things, the right to be the first guy benched Yeah, when yeah. things don't go well. So it could be Mayfield is the guy for now, and if they struggle, in part because he wasn't the guy to get enough reps to be ready for week one when they go play Minnesota, and who the hell knows what Brian Flores is going to do defensively against the Buccaneers – if they struggle out of the gates and they lose some games, Kyle Trask could be the emergency option. And, 
you know, we'll, we'll see. Again, last year it didn't work out that way for Geno Smith. He held the job all year long. But if they struggle, one of the easy things to do is flip the Trask, especially when twice Todd Bowles said, right now, Baker Mayfield's our guy. Yeah, it's um – it's it's not easy being in that situation. You know, I've been through it before in my life, the college and even the NFL. When you name the starter or anything like that, and you know, okay, wait, it was a real competition, you know, going on. You start the season, you're 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 you know on notice for sure. You know, you got somebody hovering over your shoulder, looking to take your job, and if you slip up or the team slips up, you know, the blame's going to come your way. Baker Mayfield, he's been under that type of pressure. He should be able to handle that. You know, I'm with you and Mike. I mean, I know you kind of heard first about, hey, Baker Mayfield, he's going to be the guy, right? I had always kind of heard that, and it seemed like it was going that way. Then we hit that little part in camp where Kyle Trask, I think, went through a period of time. I said that when I got back from the Hall of Fame. There were some people there from Tampa who were like, Trask has really come on here as of late and been impressive. You know, he is the organizational guy. So, again, maybe they still look at him to be a possible future, the future of the franchise. So they're trying to, you know, make this as smooth as they possibly can, right? But within that, I still don't understand how they, yeah, threw out the starter, maybe why it took so long. I appreciate the competition and all that. But like we talked about, your star receiver last week, he was talking about, hey, I'd like to know who the starting quarterback is. The team You know, they could say what they want. They want to know who's going to lead the troops there, too. And then at the bottom line, too, is this is a huge year for the Bucs. It's a huge year for Todd Bowles. This is it for Todd Bowles. Was he really going to hand the keys to the car over to to Kyle Trask here? You know, that's where I think when it all comes down to that scenario right there and Baker Mayfield is just physically better than Kyle Trask, right, and played more. I think that's why it's an easy decision, and he played good in his appearance that we're showing right here against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you know, I know neither one of us are shocked he's a starter. And look, we've heard from time to time this idea of Baker Mayfield has learned the offense, and it's all about who masters the offense and who's able to run the offense. And, and this gets back to something that, that we talk about from time to time, and every once in a while we'll get pushed back from fans who maybe aren't as informed as they think they are about the way football works. We talk about quarterbacks who want to play for a team where the offense runs through them. That means the offense is designed for them. The offense is specifically constructed to get the absolute most out of what they do well, and they typically do a lot of things very well to justify having the offense run through them. This is clearly a case of the Buccaneers have an offense – And whoever runs it better is going to be the quarterback without a lot of tailoring to the guy who they want the quarterback to be. Now, I'm sure there'll be some adjustments and some, you know, smoothing out of some rough edges. But, Chris, I've gotten the impression all along. Dave Canales has brought a system to Tampa. And factor one in determining who the starting quarterback is, which guy runs this system better, not right. which guy is the better quarterback. Yeah, sure, sure. And then that's, again, where, I, you know, Baker being around, been in a system like this or, or similar to this before and played more football, uh, he's got some ad- advantages there, even though this is, you know, Kyle Trask, who's been in Tampa here for a little bit and learned under Brady and everything there. But it's a new system here, so he's learning too. I mean, he's he's – He's a rookie again in that department. So Baker Mayfield has the advantage there. And system, and then I think, you know, the one thing I constantly heard, right, whether it was at the Hall of Fame or even talking to some Jets people, right, just through text because this is how our lives work, right, pull back the curtains. And one of the things I wanted to know just through text, and I was texting about random stuff, but then I went, you know, what would you think of Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield last week, right? And – you know, the one thing, hey, Trask looks good. Trask looks good. But, man, he, he he's physically not like Baker. He can't throw it like Baker. And, you know, that was the one thing I heard from people in Tampa and Hall of Fame. I think a lot of people were surprised how strong his uh, arm was in person. And, you know, of course, the Jets got to see that a little bit. But my point being there, too, is, you know, we know run the system. But you got an offensive line that's certainly a question mark. All right? So that's where the experienced guy helps there. And then we got, you know, how explosive are the Bucks? Can they run the ball? Where are plays going to come from? We know Mike Evans is still good, but let's be serious. It's on the downslope of the career, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful there. 
Is Chris Godwin the same? And Baker Mayfield, with his arm, I do think adds a bit of an explosive part to their offense that maybe Kyle Trask couldn't bring to the table. As long as he takes care of the football, I think that's another big positive for this football team overall. Take care of the football, take care of his body. Remember, this guy was on the cusp of franchise quarterback status after the 2020 season. It was week two of 2021. He throws an interception against the Texans. He gets pissed off, and he goes to make the tackle, and he injures his shoulder. And he's messed up for the rest of the year, playing with a brace, fights through it, had an entitlement attitude about his job in Cleveland, refused to come out, refused to surrender. And I like that attitude. I do, too. I'm going to show up, and I'm going to work no matter what. I'm going to fight through it no matter what. But there's a point where you have to – acknowledge reality and I think this was part of the disenchantment that happened between the Browns and Mayfield he was so stubborn about it he was so salty with the media he needed to mature and I think through that experience he did but a lot of people just want to write Baker Mayfield off he had two good years 2018 and 2020 2019 went sideways for a variety of reasons by the way Ravens coach Todd Munkin was the offensive coordinator that year and somehow escapes any scrutiny for how that year went so poorly for the Browns they think they got Bill Walsh in Baltimore running the offense now 21 was a washout due to injury 22 was a weird upside down year for Mayfield 2020 they went to Kansas City and had the Chiefs on the ropes in the divisional round of the playoffs it was a close game It was an exciting game. They were there. They had arrived. We were like, the Browns are finally good. How can we handle this? How can our brains process the fact the Browns are good? And then all of a sudden, it wasn't the Browns. It was the Bengals that we had to process are good. And the Browns are back to being just whatever it is they're going to be. And they're trying to find a way out of this mess they've been in. And Mayfield has just forgotten. If Mayfield can play like he did in 2018 and 2020, All of a sudden, he's going to be back in the conversation like 10 to 15 in the NFL. I don't know that he's top 10. It's going to take playoff success, I think. It's going to take some decent numbers. He's got to stay healthy, but he at least gets another opportunity. I thought it was fun that he said now's not the time to be satisfied. If anybody wouldn't be satisfied, it would be him. He's had no reason to be complacent. He's had no reason to be satisfied. He's been fighting just like Deshaun Watson for very different reasons. Their best football happened three years ago. It's been a long three years for both guys. This is their chance to redeem their careers and turn things around. So, I don't know, sometimes I think guys just say what they think they have to say, but of course it's not the time for Baker Mayfield to be satisfied. He's still got a long climb to get back to even be close to what he was before the past couple of seasons went sideways for him. He he does, you know. He he unfortunately – you know, maybe being a little spoiled by being the first pick by an organization. But, may, you know, I think ultimately not maybe playing the politics of the sport the right way of put him here. And, and you kind of laid it out. Hurt the shoulder, gutted out, not playing that good. They kind of want to replace him, but he's going to be tough and stubborn and hang in there, right? Okay, hey, I respect that, all that. And then let's be serious, too. You know, listen, I know Baker Mayfield wasn't perfect before that. And there wasn't, you know, there was talk about people in the organization weren't thrilled with him. But the way they treated him and disrespected him and how the whole Deshaun Watson thing went down. Okay, he had every right to be angry there. Now, maybe revisionist history, maybe he wishes he didn't, you know, stomp his feet and pound the table quite the way he did. And maybe they wouldn't have. You know, maybe he wouldn't be in this situation. Maybe it wouldn't have been so cutthroat, right? But they disrespected him. He felt like they didn't communicate to him the right way. And they said, okay, that's it. And he said, I don't want to play for you anymore. And that that made them desperate to Sean Watson. And then he got put in two spots where, you know, it was tough. Carolina, we know that was not easy early on last year. I don't care who was that quarterback. Goes to the Rams, did some really good things. Showed you how smart and talented he is to be able to pick that up and play the way he did there in such short notice. All right, so now it's just, you know, I don't doubt Baker Mayfield. I just doubt can the Bucks support him the right way to where he can look like Baker Mayfield of 2020 again. You know, I'm not saying he's a bona fide top 10 quarterback, but I think you said it right. I look at it and go, he's a top half of the league talent. He is. There's a reason he was the number one pick. And 
Now it's about can he get on a team again that can you know, support him the right way to where he can show his skills and, and be that guy again. And, and that's, a, I think, a big question in Tampa. And I think that's part of why Todd Bowles says he's the starter right now because I'm sure he's got questions about his team on offense as well. And, you know, weird dynamic, 2018 draft. First pick, Baker Mayfield. Third pick, Sam Darnold. Seventh pick, Josh Allen. Tenth pick, Josh Rosen. 32nd pick, Lamar Jackson. Jackson was the first one to break out, MVP in the second year. Josh Allen followed in 2020. Mayfield had those up-and-down moments. We've kind of settled in five years later as 40% success rate, Allen and Jackson. Now, you got this opportunity both for Mayfield and Darnold, to find a little something. Right, right. Five years in. Right. For a position where you can play into your 30s, you can play into your 40s. So, potentially, I think Tom Brady may have screwed up our expectations as to how long quarterbacks can play. But regardless, you can play into your late 30s. About late 30s for sure. Maybe, maybe, right. maybe Mayfield and Darnold are going to figure something out with you know, their – third or fourth team each as the case may be it's been browns panthers rams now bucks for mayfield and it was jets panthers and now 49ers for darnold but they still have a chance and darnold i mean obviously isn't on the field yet and may not be who knows but there's just kind of this vibe both guys have this opportunity to turn around and you know we'll see what happens look there aren't enough good quarterbacks to go around that's right and as Mayfield said, only 32 guys have these gigs. So he's won the competition. He has humbled himself, especially financially. He gave up $4.5 million last year to get out of Cleveland and go to Carolina. He could have just folded his arms and said, I want my $19 million plus on my fifth-year option. Pay me. Pay me. You don't want to play me? That's fine. Pay me. You want to play Jacoby Brissett the first 11 games of the season while Deshaun Watson suspended? Fine. You still got to pay me. He could have done that. He didn't. He gave up $4.5 In hindsight, maybe he should have taken the four and a half million. He's got this contract now that only pays him a four million dollar base with four and a half million in incentives. And meanwhile, he was asked about this yesterday. The legal proceeding that he and his wife initiated last week, right? And the news of it broke over the weekend about the twelve million dollars that's gone. He said yesterday it was it's not a distraction. It's been a long time coming. They're finally trying to get this all figured out. So, you know, if it's and think of it this way in your own life, if you've got something, whatever it may be, financial or anything. If you've got something that's just kind of quietly been lingering and you haven't done anything about it to get it fixed, whatever it is, a health issue, something with your car, something in your house, whatever it is, you go through that period of, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. It creates more stress in that phase of its existence than when you finally decide I'm going to get it taken care of. So from Mayfield's perspective, the fact that they finally decided we're we're, we're not going to delay. We're not going to wonder. We're not going to let this just eat at us as we are curious about what happened to our money. We're going to go find out what the, happened to our money. So in some strange way, it minimizes the distraction because you're finally doing something about it. You entrust it to the lawyers. <clears throat> They're taking care of it. I'm focusing on football. I'm not going to worry about this anymore. Right. I'm worrying about making my money now, making more of it this year by hitting my incentives and setting myself up for something next year where I can really start making back the kind of money I should have been making all along. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I, I think you're, you're right there. This kind of – the way he phrased that and the fact that it's been on the radar and that it's being taken care of is actually – when it's put that way, you go, oh, okay, this is – he's not worried about this. It's kind of in the rearview mirror. It's being taken care of. There's nothing he can do now. And with Baker Mayfield, I, I, I know know enough people around him, whether it was Cleveland he, – he loves football. He loves football. He's obsessed with it. He's going to work at it. He wants to be he wants to be the man, the starting quarterback, and that's why he was willing to take less money last year and is well willing to do it again this year to be that guy and, you know, kind of climb the 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 mountain again to to get on top there. So we'll see where it goes. But yeah, you know, I think again, we we kind of brought it up yesterday, but some of these quarterbacks, we just can't be too quick to discard them and get rid of them. We can't like you said, there's, you know, quarterbacks are always going to be a, a premium asset in football, whether it's a starter or a backup. And that that's important. And we got to be patient. We went through this period of time where we just discarded tie draft picks right away. 
And, you know, you look at Daniel Jones and you look at Troy Aikman or Phil Simms or Terry Bradshaw. Geez, if teams gave up on them after two or three years, well, geez, that would have been a disaster. You know, they were patient. And, you know, not everybody's in the right situation, right? Oh, Jim Plunkett gets drafted by the crappy-ass Patriots in the middle of the 70s. Oh, now he's on the Raiders. They're kind of good. Wins two Super Bowls. Oh, I thought he was the worst first pick ever. So, you know, that that's where, you know, I think as a public, as people on TV and all that too, we got to take all that into account with some of these guys and the situations they were in. They weren't easy. So many of these guys just need an opportunity to play, develop, and grow. Trey Lance. Trey yeah, Lance. Sure. He desperately needs a change of scenery. I wish the 49ers would trade him to someone else where he would have an opportunity to play. The 49ers have basically decided it's not in the cards there. They got Brock Purdy. That's worked out. That's fine. The problem is the 49ers are too freaked out about possibly needing Trey Lance exactly. this year because of exactly. whatever – Whatever curse was applied to them. <laughs> Seriously. I don't know who. What did Kyle do? How, what did Kyle do to the somebody, quarterback gods of the world? What did he do? <laughs> some, somebody somebody out there has got some potent magic or whatever it is. Maybe it was that guy from Hard Knocks last week. Oh, Maybe yeah. Blame O's him again. Like oh, I thought he wasn't Kyle. that powerful, but now he's got magic, huh? Oh, okay. See, being you're sarcastic. talking out of both sides of your mouth over there. <laughs> I'm, I'm being sarcastic. That guy is a F-R-A-U-D fraud i don't know about all magic tricks he isn't reading minds he may understand patterns in human behavior i'll give him that and he knows how to plant ideas into people's heads the way he says things that guy ain't no i'm hiring this guy was let me tell you i'll just go back to what i said last week and i had no intention of showing up here today to body slam owes the mentalist i'll say this if he truly had those powers what the hell is he doing using them for parlor tricks and TV shows? Use them to make a hell of a lot of money. Use them to take control of the government. Use them to advance a master plan to take charge of the world. If you're able to read minds uh, and uh, well, hey, behavior, uh, what, it's all What's his name? Oh, uh, what do you say his name? Ugazi. O's Pearl. O's, start O's with Florio's bank account. Start there, and then we'll we'll talk. I just start... Take advantage of his bank account first. Let's go. There. I'm going to hire the guy to come into the to one of our meetings on Sunday, and I'm going to have him do some stuff to impress you, so you get off his back a little bit. <laughs> he won't. He won't try because I resist it. I resist. I'm not going to like go along with it. I think that's part of it too. Everybody kind of wants to go along with it. Like you go to see a yeah, comedian like people like fun and, and laugh, entertainment, even like, if yeah, the shit so is funny. Go along with it. They that's like your point. killer of fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's my point chris it's entertainment it's entertainment it's not real it's a magic trick the guy's never wrong i mean if he's actually reading minds he's going to hit a roadblock from time to time your batting average is never a thousand percent in anything in anything why is it always fall together just perfectly every clip you see everything he does it's a magic trick and it's fugazi and that's all i'm gonna say about it. i didn't really mean to do it but to him today but but i am curious i don't know did you watch hard knocks was there another magician on last night no did they bring in michael scott to do some magic tricks no there was not no i saw your little you know very funny snarky <laughs> tweet yesterday i saw that uh but no they didn't it was a good it was a good show it was it was it was probably the least you know eventful one we've had so far but still nonetheless it was good oh Boy, how diplomatic you are. That means it stunk. I, I enjoy it. I know. It I just, stunk. you know, the first two were awesome. This one wasn't as awesome as the first two. This was still good. I like it. I'm telling you, I'm not lying or anything. I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Like, to the point where it's like, hey, honey, it's about to start. Come in here and watch. And we sit down and watch it together. No, no, that's baloney. You didn't do that last week. You were watching something else. Well, I got. I you stayed, didn't watch it until the next day. I know. I know. Well, last week I did. I did the same thing last week. I was getting done with watching one of the, Net, the Netflix quarterback series things. And then it was a little past 10 o'clock. So I went on Max, the app, and I was like, damn, it's 1030. I don't want to start it now. Let's just wait till tomorrow. And that's what happened, even though it was on the radar last week. So we're, we're in on it. We're in on the Jets. We're in on hard knocks. Deal with it, Florio. <laughs> I'm going to watch it later today while I'm working out. That's when I watch it. Gets me through my hour on the bike. So it's not completely boring. And I actually did enjoy the whole O's segment last week. But I also believe that, that <laughs> there, 
You're a killer of fun. Real. That's what you that are. He isn't. I'm not a killer of fun. I'm a realist. I'm a realist. All right. Um, Pete Carroll. He's got an injury as the not him, him personally, his team. Although after the way he ran around last week, he never he probably gets did strain something the way he was moving. But my goodness. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba, rookie first-round receiver, a guy for whom they have a lot of high hopes, had a great long play in the preseason game that they were in most recently, and I think he got himself injured as he was falling to the ground after yeah. that long catch and run. Right. Here is Carroll talking about the wrist injury for Smith and Jigba that will require surgery. He's, he's going to get surgery. He's with a hand specialist. Got a, a, a slight fracture that we just want to make sure that we do the right thing to, to ensure that he gets back uh, as soon as possible and as safe as possible. Uh, we're going to be optimistic about it. You know, the, you know, three, four weeks, we'll see what happens. He said it was similar to an injury suffered last year throw. by Tyler Locke. Remember, he had a yeah. hand finger injury. Drew Locke. Nice throw, drops it in, and there goes Smith and Jigba heading for the goal line, gets dragged down, and just lands on it. Yeah, it's amazing injuries like that don't happen more often. The way those guys are moving, how fast, and the power and the force is applied to the human body. It's the same flesh, blood, and bone the rest of us have. Came down on that wrist and will need surgery. Three or four weeks, we'll see when he's back. I mean, they're, they're look, they're good enough that they can make do without him. But, man, what a difference he's going to make to that offense when he's 100% and he's back out there. Yeah, no, agreed. I mean, we were all excited about the potential of what they could do on that side of the football, right? I mean, with those two guys on the outside as far as Lockett and DK Metcalf and him working the middle of the field and, and reading coverages and option routes, and that's kind of what he's made for. Yeah, we were all excited for that potential. It stinks, you know, but we'll, we'll, it's, it's not season-ending. You know, he, it's, it is a wrist, so he should be able to keep his legs in shape and everything like that. And when he gets back, I, it, I don't think it'll take too long for him to, you know, kind of get back to 100% and, and be all systems go again. So we'll see where it goes from there. Um, but the Seahawks, yeah, they're ready. They can handle, you know, a week or two without him for sure. They got enough firepower on that offense. Uh, but, yeah, it just stinks as a fan and – it stinks as far as their overall potential, but at least it's not a horrible season-ending injury. They open the season September 10 at home against the L.A. Rams, and look, there's some buzz around the Seahawks. They are one of the teams, in my mind, and I think yours as well, just on that tier below the 49ers and the Eagles, right? where you got Cowboys, you got Seahawks, you got Giants, you got who's going to rise up and maybe, maybe give the 49ers or the Eagles – yeah, run for their money before right. the 49ers and Eagles inevitably meet in the NFC Championship. It feels like the Seahawks are in that cut. Um, and, and by the way, by the way, you know, we, we spent a lot of time in the offseason talking about money that players make. And we make the argument from time to time. Why do the fans line up with the billionaires instead of the millionaires? Why do you resent the players? They, they really do go through some stuff and we get numb to this idea of surgery. Oh, he's only out three or four weeks. Oh, it's no big deal. It's You're minor right. surgery. It's still, it's still, you know, they're going to, they're going to take a scalpel. They're going to cut on your body. You're going to have a scar from it. They're going to go in there and they're going to start messing around with stuff that ideally isn't messed around with, with tools. And, you know, you have the possibility of infection and all the things that go along with it. It is not a pleasant part of the existence. And the football player, the professional football player, accepts it, embraces it, and when it happens, he deals with it. But that's part of what they're getting paid for. There aren't any owners that have to have surgery because of anything that happened in the course of owning the team. It's the players who have to have surgery. And we hear it so much, we're just desensitized to it. So I just wanted to mention. Yeah, both, you're right. You know, as, as, you, as you ponder your position on why – you know, you're more inclined to support the billionaire instead of the player that you tune in to watch. Remember, they're human beings, and they have to go get their bodies fixed repeatedly throughout the course of their career. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's, it's, it's brutal. Repeatedly fixed, you know, fixed when you don't even hear about it, playing through stuff that you don't hear about where it's like, oh, this is miserable today, but I got to warm up and try to make this happen at practice. Uh, it, it's, it's a brutal sport that way. And, you know, hey, can we show that play again, too? Hey, he's a young player, Mike. You know, and, and I kind of saw this happen live the other night when it happened. And he's, he's excited. He's learning. Watch his left hand, Mike. His left hand, he puts it down, 
You know, this is like the Tua jiu-jitsu. You got to just go with it. He puts his left hand down there to break the fall and just go with it. And that's what hurt his wrist. Look, he doesn't – he won't move his left arm if you watch as the rest of the highlight goes, even when he comes off the sideline. But watch the left arm hand go down there. And I believe it was that, but see, even right there, he was letting it hang, and I remember watching it live. He didn't want to hit anybody with that hand at first. Uh, but, yeah, a little bit of a learning experience for him as well. You got to do that role. That's right. You got to learn how to it. just kind of go yeah. with it. Right. The more you fight it, the more you're going to get something in the way of the forces exactly. that are happening as the body strikes the ground. And uh, a lesson learned by Smith and Jigba and vicariously by others out there who are trying to understand how to avoid injury. One way to avoid injury is learn how to fall and not get your body injured as it's going down. Sometimes it's unavoidable, sometimes with a little awareness. And it's hard when you go on full speed. It's hard to be thinking of those oh, things. definitely. But that's part of the challenge if you want to stay healthy over the long haul. All right, we've had to dump some stuff out of the balloon basket today because we've been talking too much. Before we break, however, as a public service announcement, Stand By Me is available on AMC Plus, which is one of the subscription services I don't have. <laughs> There's there Abe Nocano. And, and it's on something called Tubi with ads. I don't know what Tubi is. Maybe I have the app on my phone. I don't know. But if you have Tubi and you're willing to sit through some ads or you have AMC Plus, you can see Jerry O'Connell asking his comrades, do you guys want to go see a dead body? With that, enjoy some ads, and we'll be back with more PFT Live right after this. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.